You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. Your trusted voice in the capital, Nick Mills on Wellington Mornings with Wellington Airport. Three direct Fiji flights a week. Book at FijiAirways.com. Newstalk ZB. Don't you worry Seven minutes past ten. We're kind of doing something a little bit different on the show this morning on Wellington Mornings. We're sort of doing the hangover show, the day after. The first day that we can chat and discuss, a couple of days after, but first working day that we can discuss and chat and talk about the general election. And why, my big question is, why did we stay Labour or go Green, which is further left, than anywhere else in New Zealand? Why? Why did it happen in Wellington? 0800 80 is the number for you to join the show. Uh, Nick, a text just come through, which I thought was quite uh, quite prevalent. Nick, your question is, why did Wellington go so far left, Labour and Green? It just shows you how ho- hopelessly out of touch Wellington is with the rest of New Zealand and quite possibly self-serving. The public service has never had it so good under the last government. Sad but true. Thanks, Martin. Joining us in the studio is someone that was involved in that last government, uh, and he kept his seat, he kept his job, he kept his position. Greg O'Connor, Labour MP for Oharu. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Nick. And can I just start by thanking the good folk of Oharu for re-electing me? Um, and I can promise them they won't be disappointed. Well, congratulations, firstly. And if you were listening to the show on Friday, I picked it. Um, against all odds, I picked it, so I'm praising myself. Someone once told me self praise is no praise at all, but I'll take it. Uh, how are you feeling? What are you? What, what's what's going through your mind right now? Oh, look, it's a bit surreal, really. You know, from Saturday night when you know there was a um, a lot happening at the old Labour headquarters out in the hut uh, where we were. I sort of felt a little, some almost detachment about what was going on, but certainly looking at our own results, I started off behind. Um, I think I did some interviews then, and I sort of, it's going to be close, but I'd sooner be 400 ahead than 400 behind. Um, And we got ahead, and we sort of managed to just sneak that up all night. Um, Look, I'm feeling... Um, like I'm starting a new job on Monday. Well, it is Monday. You know, it's it's the, the world's changed, and we've just got to change with it. I think I can understand how you are feeling detached because you'll be looking around and say, "Oh, will he be back on Monday? Oh, will she be back on Monday? You you've lost a lot of your buddies." Yeah, look, there is an element of that, and look, there's some very good people, some good talent. I'm just looking at the sort of list. Luckily, um, we've got a next generation who will be saved, I think, by the list. Um, and New Zealand will will do better for them now, um, having the opportunity to come back um, in the future. Have you have you really had a look at it and said, well, you know, Kieran McInulty, does he get back? I understand he is. I mean, everyone's sort of on tender hooks at the moment because it depends on whether we win a couple of marginal seats back um, that we're on tender hooks at the moment. Of course, every electorate seat we win, someone else drops off the list. Um, that's the way of it. And that's why the list is a lot longer than many thought it would be, um, simply because we lost so many of those electorate seats. Nanaia Mahuta, I mean, 27 years in Parliament, you know, wahini Maori, strong presence in, in whatever way you want to describe it, no longer will be there. 
Yeah, look, and you're in politics. Um, there's no second chances here. You know, you, she, she, well, I suppose she didn't give herself a second chance because, like myself, um, she went off the list, all or nothing. Um, but I'm sure that um, she'll be reflecting, and I'm absolutely confident in about a year's time she'll say it was the best thing that ever happened, um, like most people do. Bit of a shock at the moment. You know, I mean, nobody made any plans. I certainly I didn't have any plans beyond Saturday night. So you didn't have any plans. You didn't, I mean, you know, you're probably a very wealthy man. I don't know what your your financial situation is. But I tell you what, if I knew I was finishing this job on Friday, I'd have to have a job on Monday. Yes, but you wouldn't know. Don't forget, nobody knew. Um, By Saturday night, there was a left-hand, right-hand turn in the road, um, sort of figuratively uh, and otherwise, and... I didn't but know. you still can make plans, couldn't you? Well, yes, but they were all going to be determined um, by, in my case, 1,400 votes uh, either way. So, no, I've never – look, everyone's different, Nick. You might be different. I'm not a person that's ever had a major um, plan. When I left the police association, I didn't actually have a plan. Um, I wasn't a member of any political party, but only as a result of that happening did this happen. And I'm a great believer in that. It's the old, I used an analogy the other night of a, of a West Coast rivers where I grew up. Um, they never go straight to the sea. They take a logical route to the sea. They pool for a while. I used to hunt and fish up those rivers. So that's, I live my life like that. So How will- look, we'd be having, I wouldn't be here this morning having this conversation had the votes gone the other way. So how could I plan anything? How will the people in Ohio their their uh, voting change with you being in opposition. How much will you sort of be able to help them? Well, look, I'll put myself up as a good advocate. I advocated for police, police association for those years. And what I've learned in my six years in Parliament, it's about advocacy, how to advocate. It's about knowing what you want to achieve. And look, there's, there's no reason... I've always maintained good relationships in Parliament. Um, you know, the only there's, there's an equal number of good people and sort of awkward people in Parliament as there are everywhere else I've ever worked. Um, probably helped by the fact that I was a Deputy Speaker for the last year, um, which is a relatively bipartisan position. So, look, I've got good relationships. So when I want to achieve a lot of what you do in the electorate is for individuals anyway – um, it's stuff that we'll never talk about on shows like this. So that carries on. I've got great staff. They'll stay with me. So, look, it's you can. You just use your advocacy skills. I'm just going to have to use them a little bit, perhaps more. What do you think got you over the line? Oh, my ground game. Um, I, I believe just my omnipresence, my, my determination to shrink the electorate. When, when I arrived six years ago, I said to my staff, we're going to shrink this electric. And that means that it looks like a big place with 62,000 people living in it. But I want to know who those people are. I've applied my detective skills, if you like. So I'd like to think that I sort of know wherever people gather in Ohio, I know where they're gathering and why they're gathering and who's organising it. And you don't do that overnight. That just comes from hard yakka, um of hard mahi by just being there and knowing who the who the who the people to pick up a phone. I mean, picking up a phone and being able to ring people—that's that's you do it in your job. You know, if you try and start out in, in your game um, and think it's all going to fall into place without doing that hard yards, it doesn't happen. And I would like to think that I've done that and people have seen that. 
What do you think, uh, by the way, if you've just joined the show, we're talking to Greg O'Connor, who retained his seat at this stage. It's only about a margin of about seven or 800, so it's not 1,400, sorry. The latest figures I got was 1,400. Yeah, and, and look, that, you know, could, that could disappear. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yep. I'll knock yep. the top off the champagne when we get yes. the, the party votes yes. accounted. I, I do realise you're a pragmatist and would be do, would, would, wouldn't be celebrating just quite yet. What will you do differently this time around? Because there was a little bit of chatter and we got a little bit of it on the show that yes, Greg showed up and yes, Greg was everywhere, but Greg didn't get a lot done. Well, absolute and utter rubbish. Um, and that's people will say that. Um, there'll be plenty of people out there who I've done a lot for will say very different. So look, you know, it's talk back. You know, everyone who rings you, you know what their politics are as soon as they ring. They will take a view of a situation. I'll stand by my record that if you came into my office or if I saw you anywhere and you had an issue, you got very good service and I got things done. And a lot of that stuff is it doesn't matter which party you're in. It's advocacy. And that's, again, I'll say that I advocated for police um, officers for 21 years and I now advocate with the same passion and skills for the good folk of Ohio. Okay. Are you excited about the future? Well, yeah, I am actually. It, it's a new job. You know, like as of our, our caucus rolls into town today and tomorrow, and in the same way as I walked into Parliament six years ago, um, not really knowing a heck of a lot how it all worked. Nobody does. I mean, I sort of, there'll be plane loads of new MPs arriving today with an idea of how they think it works. They have no idea. It's like everything. You've just got to knuckle down. And I think, particularly, again, I keep going to the last 12 months as Deputy Speaker, really gave me, an, it was an eye-opening experience and learnt stuff that I just simply couldn't have learnt sitting on um, either side of the house. What do you think you had over Nicola? Oh, look, I, I lived there. I had a sort of strong ground game. Um, ev- everyone would have voted differently for different reasons. Um, and I just think that people in Ohari like to know that uh, their person is uh, understands the electorate and is going to be able to advocate for them and, be, and turn up. Greg O'Connor, thanks for coming in this morning and having a chat. Congratulations. I think uh, that's a big effort from you. I think you did really well, and uh, we'll speak during the next term. So uh, good luck for the future. All right. Thank you for the opportunity, Nick. And again, thanks to the people of Ohari. I really appreciate your support, and I'll make sure that uh, you don't regret it. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talk ZB Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.